Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Grail Hunters Australia Podcast. We've got a few great episodes lined up for you and as of Episode 1, you can also find us on YouTube. All our videos will be streaming there, whether it's Zoom meetings or one day when we're eventually out of COVID, in person with all our friends and all our guests. Welcome back. It's been uh, three months <laughs> since I... Well, it's been... The last time we were face-to-face with each other was San Diego Comic Con uh, podcast from my garage. Yeah. Oh, just so geez. you know, because of COVID, they did the Comic Con at home. Oh yeah, and, that's uh, right. Yeah, they so, did too. So we we got uh, Dave Ben's brother in. Um, got a few cameras set up. Same thing. So we did the whole virtual panel experience, and they loaded up to the Comic Con website. What was that like? So that's pretty cool. What was that like? Oh, we recorded it in mid June for July. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the last time we were together. And how since the world then, has changed since then, huh? Yeah. And since then we've done um, probably about twenty yeah. virtual Zoom podcasts. Mm. Um, including the State of Origin ones, but um, yeah, first, this is the first one for 2021, and thanks for hosting us. That's Mark, okay. Mark. Yeah, that's all right. all right. So we're with Mark from Big City Comics. Do you want to introduce yourself? Go on. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm Mark. Um, um, I'm Mark from Big City Comics in West Footscray in Melbourne, Victoria. Um, and uh, these uh, three gentlemen asked me to join in on their podcast. And apparently they're going to groom me on uh, on all things comics. We, we brought a child along. We might, might not be your son. <laughs> we have a uh, paternity test in hand. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. I thought maybe you know they're going to they're going to groom me 60 minutes style. <laughs> no, we wouldn't be 60 minutes style. We'd be a current affairs style. Current, current affairs. affairs. Yeah, we're going to be running by, after the bike I'll as you leave the shop. Keep looking, keep looking around for Tracy to pop out. You're guilty in pro- until proven innocent. <laughs> Look, usually, unless you're a dodgy trader, you don't have uh, much of an issue. <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll no, be yeah, no, we're, we're live from your store, and it's what a fabulous place it is. You know, it's um, chock full of comics, as you'd expect from a comic yeah, well presented. Like yeah. you said earlier, you're, uh, you've got a marketing background, and you can see it in the store, right? It's, it's clean, it's presentable, it's pretty, it's attractive. It's everything you want in a shop, shop really. You can yeah. find stuff pretty easily. Well, I want to do something different than every other comic book store that I know of. Yep. And, you know, I've been overseas and I've seen other comic book stores and they've just got stuff plastered all over the walls. There's, um, still, there's still a bit of wall space we could fit in with a few thousand pop Oh, 100%. So. <laughs> pop on. But uh, they're, they're, I'm not, I don't want to make light of, you know, cancer, but that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And I, I, I started with pops. And uh, just to fill in the cabinet when I first opened, just so it's not empty. Yeah. And it's taken me so long just to get rid of them. I've got two left. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's in four years of being in business. Well, you should let them go then, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Just like release the last two I will, I will. Eventually, I will. <laughs> I'll probably give them to, I'll probably give them to someone, you know, as a, as a giveaway or yeah. something. But look, at the end of the day, um, I just wanted to, I, just, I didn't want to have toys everywhere I didn't want to become a minotaur you know where it's minotaur books in Melbourne start off as a comic book store but now it's a toy store yeah you know with comics you know yep. where it was the other way around in the, in, in the beginning mm. so I just I looked at everyone else and I just wanted, didn't want to be that you know mm. I didn't want to be the carbon copy yeah um, from the get-go I never wanted to yeah I've got some toys here and now I've got some statues 
but you know, I it just, that just goes with the business. Yeah. Yep. But, but it, it, also, amazing point of difference though is um, I was telling Ben on the drive in that you're the only comic shop between Flinders Street Station and Geelong, right? Um, it's, it's it's there is one in Geelong, I think, or yeah, I don't well, know if it's still there. Geelong, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, there's yeah yeah correct hundred um, percent yeah because there is there is um, a collector's edge in Mooney Ponds. Yep. Um, but you know, I get along with everyone. I, yeah. I uh, we 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 actually talk a lot. Yeah. We see each other every time we pick up our comics every <laughs> Wednesdays week. Wednesdays, yeah, every Wednesdays at the at the at, at the warehouse in yeah. at, in Tullamarine. Um, we haven't seen each other a while because now because of COVID, we we tend to go there at different times. Yeah. It happens that to be that way. But we send a, a lot of the time we ring each other. We've got this issue, we've got that issue, and we just either swap books or. Yeah. I I believe in helping each other out. That's great. Not not competition. I don't that's believe great. in competition. Yeah, I just believe that I exist, and that's. I think that's there's, how a, it is. there's a big enough market for everybody, right? Oh, of course so, there is, hundred so percent. Um, Comic book fans are very loyal, yeah. and I appreciate that yeah. because of my my my, uh, my my customers. Yeah, I, I say customers loosely because all my customers are friends, my my, my mates. To be honest, yeah. I've become friends with them, so but they're loyal to me. So I understand other comic book so- shops have. Yeah their own loyalty yeah. and that's fine I never I always ask where people are buying their comics where they got their standing order and I always say oh yeah I know so and so he's great they're great over there you know yeah so and, I, and like, I think the first time I spoke to you about that um, we both used to collect and buy from Comics R Us before you even started yeah. the store right oh. so um, you've got that history in collecting also and you understand how collectors are loyal in that sense oh 100% right? I've, I've known Matthew for 30 plus years and yeah. he's been in business for about you know close to 40 years now so, yeah. you own a comic book store. I this, do. This is a uh, lifelong ambition, question mark. Since um, I was 14. Yeah. Um, and, and at what point did you settle that you weren't going to be a rich man, you're going to own a comic book store instead? Um, I don't know, I was working... Look, when I was 14, I started collecting comics and I always said to myself, I want to one day open up a comic book store. I, I would love that. And I, I, I don't know, down through the years, you lose sight of it. I lost sight of it. Um, and, you know, going through life, I went, you know, uh, I've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of careers throughout my life. So, but, you know, in the last 10 years, I was at working at JB Hi-Fi. Yep. Uh, and so, and, I, and I, loved, I loved working at JB Hi-Fi. And I, before that, I worked at Bunnings. And before that, I worked in Target. You know, so I, I've always had that retail background, but I do have a trade. And, I, and then later on in life, I went to university and studied graphic design and marketing and that just so I could learn, not really to get a job out of it. I just wanted to learn how to um, graphic design, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I had a natural knack for it, for, for colours and for placing. And anyway, so I, yeah, so I lost sight of it. And then I was, uh, towards the end of JB Hi-Fi, I was like really unhappy, um, pretty lost in life. Um, you know, and so my father, he reminded me, he goes, you, I remember when you said you wanted a comic, I opened a comic book center. It's sort of like brought on a resurgence. And I, it, always, it was always in the back of my mind for a couple of years. You know, I was like, I was in Byron Bay on a, on a holiday, like, and, I, and it just, it's sort of like, it was like an epiphany. I said, you know, yeah. why don't I just, why don't I just open up a comic book store, man? You know, like I've always, I've all, I was always happiest when I had my own business. And so I, that's what I decided to do. So I, your Shia LaBeouf, just do it moment. I just mean, do it. It yeah. was just do it. And, and even though like Matthew from Comics Rocks, he helped me a lot, you know, answered my questions. And, and I, I never I never once was dissuaded. And, you know, he, not that he tried to dissuade me, but he gave me the pitfalls. 
but still I just went yeah I'm, I'm still gonna do it yeah um, and he helped me like find the area too because I didn't want to open up a bookstore and then hurt him his yeah. business you know or hurt anyone else's business either so uh, I decided on on, on Fitzroy uh, yeah. in Brunswick Street I was there for two years and then after that I left and came to West Fitzroy. Um and I'm, I'm much happier here mm. um, the Fitzroy store was a little bit more boutique. It was very boutique. Yeah. Um, Even how you say boutique sounds um... <laughs> boutique. <laughs> boutique. But it was yeah. I remember because I actually stumbled across that's the right, shop yeah. by accident because we were on the way to a vinyl shop down the road. That's right. And it was like, full of oh, vinyl. Yeah, that, that street's full of it's vinyl. It's like your nose is like comics. <laughs> comics. It smells like comics. And uh, just walked in there. And I, yeah. It was very clean, very yeah. white, and I was scared to touch the walls. Because uh, the rent was so high that I didn't want to damage anything, you know. Um, so, but you know, I made it work. I, I designed it the way I wanted to, like the look of it. Um, and then, but when I came to to, to Footscray, was I, I did I wanted to my original my original plan in my head. I went ahead with that, and so which is a much more grounded, much more um, open store. Um, I, I call it warehouse retail. So sort of like in a, in a warehouse, but it's still got a, 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 a shop front, a shop yeah. front which yep. I love. Yeah, yep. took me ages, perfect, took me ages perfect, to find something yeah. that I wanted. It's a long story. The the how I left Fitzroy. I don't really want to get into that, but um, it's a yeah. So you know um, the thing that, but everything always Fitzroy, and you know I always had the the bigger goal. So when I left Fitzroy, I had uh, I had to leave really quickly. And so, and that was fine. I was happy to do that, um, but I had no store to go to, so I started doing business out of a, um, a storage locker, like a, uh, you know, Canard's storage. Yeah. And my customers were coming there. It was like the Batcave, you know. <laughs> that I was in an you know, upstairs storage facility, and so people would call me, Mark. I'm downstairs. I'd drive down, pick them up. Come, they would come up, and uh, the, the whole career. yeah, the whole storage thing was set up like the store. Yeah. You know, and I took my time to find this place, you know, yeah. so. And from a timing perspective, how long before, obviously, COVID hit, the shit hit the fan, did you open the store, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, it was about, about a year. year. Yeah. I was so, so you had time to become established. 100%. People move and that Yeah, and look, it was all about marketing too. Like, even before COVID, when I moved, yeah. it was all about marketing the store as a destination store, which all, they all are anyway, you know, and opening in a main street like I did, and even the ones in the city, they're not like on the main, a lot of them aren't on the main strip. You yeah. know, they're either in a basement or upstairs. Because, um, you know, obviously rent is cheaper when you do that, not, yeah. not on, the, on, on the actual pavement. So, so they're destination stores, yeah. you know. They're, you're not going to, they're not really going to, you're not really going to bank on the walk-ins, really, yeah. you know. And, and you know what, I, I, I'm saying this from a, a guy who's been going to shops for 30 years and, and you know that half the time you go to comic shops, not because you're looking for something. You just want to go to the shop, hang out, check, and you, then you'll find stuff to buy anyway. Like I tend to do every time I come here, right? Despite <laughs> having a, a call order somewhere Correct. else. I'm always yeah. like, oh, like, I want to read that. Mike has filled up half a, half a short box yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's got to get an Uber XL to get all this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like that. When I go to a store, like obviously, like so I live out southeastern way. There's not a lot of stores out my way. There's one secret headquarters. Secret headquarters, that's right. So that's where, like, I, I have my pool so that I can go yeah, five yeah, minutes from home and grab yeah. it. But if I go to a store, I'll generally it's a trip. Grab yeah. like a handful of stuff that isn't on yeah. my standing order. Try it out. To try it out, and I'll grab trades 
I don't normally grab trades on like my standing order. You know, it's more single issue yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So course. then, if I go to any other store, I go, oh, I was looking for that. Yep, yeah, cool. I'll grab that. And then that way, I sort of give myself a purpose while supporting other stores. Yeah, and that's stuff. a good thing. And, and look, so opening here, marketing as a as a destination store. Um, you know, Facebook is awesome. Instagram is awesome. I don't, I don't have Twitter, I probably will never get Twitter, but I find that um, Instagram and Facebook really work for me. Um, I try not to push too hard. I want my business yeah. to grow um, fluidly, yeah. not not push yeah. too hard. Because, um, you know, I yeah, just... That, it shouldn't just be that, because then become, people pick up on that, right? Yeah, and not only... pick up if it's just... Uh, not genuine too, and, 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 but not only that, but the thing is too is like, if it grows too quickly, you lose sight of why of, of what you're doing. You know, it all comes. It, it just comes to trying to catch your tail constantly if it grows too quickly. Whereas at the moment, I'm still. I'm. I'm a little bit. Yeah, I am struggling a little bit. But I. I, I know. I need. Because I'm the only one in the store. I know what I need to do every day, every day or every week. You know. Whereas if you grow too quickly, you got too many people. Uh, if you got. If you grow too quickly, you just it's very hard to keep up, and you end up losing customers. Yeah. Way. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. If you. I. I, I think. That organic scale is important because then you can keep track of it. It's not you're not taking risks by spending money. You're not taking risks with overheads. Yeah. You're not ever committing to size or space or, yeah. or something like that. Like, right? like COVID was, I think when like COVID hit, like I, I I was very lucky with COVID, to be honest. I had already plans in place. Like I'd offered a service where uh, home delivery for comic books, and that was so that was already in place. And so it was easily just to implement that much, much on a higher scale. Yeah. And so and same with postage, I already had that in place as well. Yeah. So it was much, much easier. The, the hardest thing was, uh, uh, the, it wasn't hard. It was hard, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't in a negative sense. Yeah. I, when we shut down for three months or 15 weeks, the hard thing was, was trying to catch up with messages, emails. Facebook messages yeah, because people don't want to miss out on stuff, so well, they they want to be in contact. And that's they want right, to buy but them. I don't have a click and collect website. Yeah, so I only got eBay, so which is fine. But I found that was that actually helped my business because yeah. I I I go on a one on one basis. Yeah, I don't have a blanket policy when it comes to customers. I have a what I call like a, I I cater to their needs. Everyone is different. Everyone's an individual, and I treat them as such. Yeah, you know, um, so I I try not to have a blanket. Um, I'm trying to hold off as long as I can and not have a blanket Approach, policy. Yeah, yeah. So, so that so people were ringing me out. Have you got this? Because I can't come in. They couldn't come in and browse. Mm. So they would ask me, "Have you got this?" And you know, and I would say no, but I can order it in because I was I was still getting obviously stock. Um, whereas the first lockdown, we were getting no stock. Yeah. So I I decided to, I just decided to close. Yeah. I didn't. But I didn't to a degree, you were. Being able to do online shit or the shipments and online ordering and stuff, you're pretty, I'd say, ahead of the curve because a lot of comic shops had to adapt to that. Hundred percent. Right? A lot and of comic shops were like, "Oh, we're going to move to PayPal, or we're going to move to online, hundred percent, and posting to customers." Correct. And whereas you were kind of doing it already. Yeah. So it, 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 it and that's what I, I, I've always had the attitude to like to never say no. If a customer wants something, I never say no. Like I'll, I'll always do it in my head. I'll still work it out. Well, can I do that? Actually, you know what? I can do that. Well, what stopped me from doing that? You know. So yeah. you know what I mean. Like if a customer wanted it, 
wanted it dropped off at a, at, a, at, at a certain place instead of his house. Why can't I do that? You know, like I didn't have to... Well, it qualifies with my pub test for an essential worker, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. Oh, yeah, so I, I, like I was allowed to drive around. I had a permit and everything, yeah. so it was all part of the business yeah, yeah. Um, where you were so allowed. So that first lockdown when just Diamond stopped distributing and DC split away from, pre, from Diamond and all that type of stuff, how did that affect you? Because obviously you didn't get new stock in no to turn over, right? So I closed the store, yeah. but I, I offered people to come in uh, by appointment. Yeah. So they make an appointment and they can come in. I, I don't live far from, the ha- from, from here, so half the time I'm here anyway processing stock. Yeah. So I would uh, come in and they, they had the confidence that they were going to be the only ones to have a run of the store. They weren't going to ha- you know, risk yeah. someone else coming in. You know what I mean? And then they can't social distance. So um, I gave them that option. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then when, when that was lifted, then I, I kept I kept some days on appointment and some days were open block usual. So I gave again I gave people the option if they wanted to come in on their own. And then during the other, then during the second lockdown, yeah, that was different. No one can come in. But you know, I was happy to to help them out. Like I was, I was people were contacting me from Sydney, and have you got these books? And you know, and I was ordering them, and mm. you know, the whole uh, DC separation. Um, this everyone questioned, like you know, the timing of it, obviously, and mm. I think they did that. On, it just was very, it was very. Uh, it just happened that their contract was up with Diamond. I yeah, don't think yeah. I don't see there was anything wrong with it. I mean, everyone has an option. Yeah. To do but the way they went about n- not separating from Diamond but choosing their new distribution partners were people perceived it to be a little bit more dodgy, right? Because they go for comic shops like essentially ordering off their competitors for distribution and stuff like that, which puts them on the back foot. Uh, look, uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't research too much into UCS or Luna. They, it was either East Coast or West Coast and for us in Australia it was more prevalent to go to uh, Luna, which was West Coast, because yeah. it's LA closer to us, you know. So the shipping would be longer than going to the East Coast distributor. So I didn't really do too much research. I, for me, it was like, oh, well, that's what it is. I'll just get on with it, you know. And saying that, and that's the same attitude I had throughout COVID. Oh, well, they're, they're the rules they're giving us. That's what we have to do. I'll just get on with it, you know. I didn't fight it. Yeah. Um, at least the thing, one thing that Luna didn't do was was they they took every comic book store or they took mine anyway on face value so they didn't have we didn't have to go through a, a prohibition or a probation mm. you know like oh we're going to probation your account for three months you know like what Diamond do so when I first started Diamond uh, so to start a business with comic books and having a Diamond one sole distributor it was it was very expensive. Yeah, and I can you can understand why comic book shops fail, too, because it's they order too much, they're left over with stock. Being obviously, you carry all that risk, right? Correct. You order it long before the hype, or before two, the two anti-hype. months in advance. Yeah, yeah. But then you get another chance to order to adjust your ordering, which is on FOC, which is probably a month out. Okay. It's called FOC, final order cutoff. Um, but the thing is, with Diamond, it was th- it was a three month pro- probation, and everything had to be paid up front. So oh, you drop like four Gs, four grand every month, yeah. as well as without seeing any stock. Without seeing any stock. Wow. So that was hard. That was hard. I, I, I you know, luckily, you know, like I had um, a good uh, money box. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, but you know, I, I, again, you know, it didn't it didn't dissuade me. I just kept on going forward. You know, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. You know, and 
um, yeah, it was, it was stressful at times, um, but I was still happy. I was still happy w- with what I was doing. I'm very passionate about, I'm very passionate about the, the product and the medium, and I'm very passionate about customer service. So it was one thing that I had to absolutely, I always, working at JV Hi-Fi, I saw what they, what I didn't agree with, what, what they did, and I saw Bunnings, and I saw, like Bunnings. You get to know it works, right? 100%, and I took what I, what, what I would have done, and, and that's what I did. You know, um, personalization. That is, you can do it, um, what's the word? You're your own dictator, you, you run your own fiefdom here, so there's no, there's no negotiation about how to do something in Correct. a committee. It's just purely yeah. what you believe based on gut instinct and your own experience yeah. to deliver what you feel is going to be, you know, the right customer service. Now, it's all on you if that's wrong, but there's a there's a beauty to just being able to deliver your own your own version of that though without having to d- distill it with other people's opinions. Oh, for sure. You got like the opportunity because you're make you're calling all the shots. If you make that wrong decision, that lands solely on you. And it's up to you to fix it. Fix it, and not only that, but I'm sure you would take it personally if you made a mistake. That you know. Oh, of course. So, like, you would also then go well and truly above and beyond to oh. make it better than what it would have been had even the plan worked the first time. Oh, of course, I've made mistakes. You know, put away books for a customer. Then you know, because of some sort of mixed up communication, you sell that book. And you know how you know how comic book collectors, you know, they, they, I ask for that book, I want it, and that's fine. Oh, there'll be a burning effigy of you somewhere, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and I would go run it. No, and I would go, and I, and I would make sure they got that book, even if I lost money. Yeah, you Neville I mean? would put a hit out on you. <laughs> Jeez, Neville, I've seen a very slow child <laughs> to chase you. <laughs> With a knife. No, no, we'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so I mean, look, of course it's all, but you know. Look, JB Hi-Fi taught me a lot, and it taught me, you know, how to work a register, how to balance a, how to balance a register, how to make, uh, how to, you know, like, yeah, it's true. For the first couple of years when you're in business, you're never gonna, you're not gonna make money because you're catching, your, you're still chasing your tail. But um, eventually, the, end, the, the the bigger picture, it's the bigger picture is is what you have to have a look at, especially with a business like this. I mean, it's you get. I always say you get bent over twice in this business. You know, you, not only are you paying for the books for stock, you've got to convert it to American money, and then you get bent over in customs, right? So you 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 are incurring two costs. Yeah, and I and you you add that to your to, to, to the books, the price of the books, and you know try to compete as well. Um, your with your prices and. And, but the, at the end of the day, too, I, I came to, like, when I first opened, I was, like, the cheapest around. And you have to do that. Mm. You have to at least make... I was, I, it's I got to be a commercial appeal, right? Correct. Yeah. But I had to make that... I had to make... At least make what, what I was spending. I wasn't looking for profit. I just wanted customers. And that's fine. And, and I was happy with that. But, but then I came to a point where I had to put my price up because the dollar was dropping. That's one thing. But... I came to a point where I said, well, you know what, Mark? I, I go above and beyond for my, for my customers. I go out of my way for customers. I have to show that in my prices. I have to show that my, you're not only paying for that, you're paying for my service. You're yeah. paying for the, for the number one class of service. Yeah. And that's what I was, and that's what I started. That's how I started looking at it. Not, I'm, I'm not overpriced, but I'm reasonable. Hmm. And that's how I look at it, you know? Like I, I, I push myself every day, you know? I, 
I wake up seven in the morning, even though I open the shop at 12, I'm up at seven in the morning, you know, reading emails, you know, posting yeah. on eBay, whatever yeah. it may be, you know, and then I come to the shop open and then serve customers when I come open the shop. Yeah. You know, so it, it, running a business is, is, is constant and I was prepared to do that. I was happy to do that because yeah. I'm passionate about it. I love what I do. Well, there's, there's two things that I noticed here coming in here. Firstly, um, lack of beer got, fridge. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> so lack of beer fridge. Um, <laughs> but you've got the conversion price here, you know, from the USD to the AUD. Not that so it's not guessing, shop, right? Yeah, it's not that every shop does it or doesn't do it, but it's you've sort of got that thing where if you go into a shop, let's say in, in like Fitzroy or anything like that, where if it doesn't have a price, it's too expensive, right? Like you <laughs> need to ask the price you can't afford. It. Um, but there are stores where they don't have the conversion, and you're like, okay, so what do they put on the cover price? Yeah, as, as, as far as I know, I don't know about All Star because I haven't been to their new store. I think they do. They've, yeah, yeah. They, they comics do. or us have. Yeah, it's, but, but, it's on, but not it's on all. Not all. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not going to say who, but there, there are shops that just don't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, you oh, just well, go and no. pay, and when you pay, you find it's out how much they cost. Yeah, yeah. no, that it can be a shop. You have like, to. You have yeah. to. And I think Minotaur's got that big whiteboard. They, they do. Yeah, they they do. do. Yeah. So, but yeah. you know, it's like you can be shocked where you get one of like the 100 page comics, and all right, on there it says 9.99. So you already know it's going to be like pretty expensive. But when they rack it up and they go, oh, that's 25. Shit, what okay. the yeah, yeah. Nah. and then the other thing that I noticed which I don't think I've really seen elsewhere is when I brought up like the back issues to you you're like oh yeah like the same price is like you know that, that a lot of yeah. the time as soon as it's considered the back issue unless it's in some sort of bargain <laughs> it's normally got to no, go you add a premium to bucks, it right you know you add a premium to it and a lot of shops do especially for hot series and hot runs like Venom and stuff right just because it's six months old and not sold out since first print it's going to be a 15 dollar comic book yeah no comic. no i i, I apply you come to expect it basically. yeah yeah see, yeah, see I, I apply all that stuff to like the variant covers that that do cost me more money yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like if they're like a, especially dc how they do like the cardstock covers yep. and they're like 5.99 yep. american so i that's what i apply that Right, and I usually have it on eBay, or and if I have a multiples, yeah, I do put them in a background on the in the back issues, yeah. but I have I have them priced. So talk, talking about good. price point though, man, like going back again to last year when the shitty the fan shops were closed, distribution diamond changed, all, all of that through every shop in the world. But on top of that, Australia was in a different situation where the dollar went to fifty four cents. Like all of a sudden, you were ordering comics that might not come <laughs> and, not, and, and might be delayed. Uh, 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 not only that, and also at, they, at a premium, but right? not only that, and you haven't had a chance to communicate with customers because it tanked in a week. Yeah, I, I did. Like there was one time where I had to actually, yeah, there was actually because the dollar went to low, so low. I usually give people two months in advance. Yeah. In, in the so in the past, I've given people two months in advance because that's the ordering cycle. Yeah. Two months, right? So so they'll know was, two months from now. Correct. Start. So they know what they're ordering now. In two months' time, the price is going to go up. Yeah. But. Uh, last year, yeah. So last year, I had to do it on a weekly thing because it dropped so That's fast. Crazy. Yeah. It, so from from one week, like it had, I, I, and I I offered my customers. So the way I, re- I got around that was I emailed everyone. I not emailed actually. I got everyone's phone number, so I just text them, and I don't do a generic text either. So I sat there for hours texting everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, um, it's I like I'm talking to Gary Vee, yeah, just saying, <laughs> just throwing it out there. I <laughs> I, I, I personalize everything because that's that's what yeah, type of, that's what that's type good. of customer service I give. Yeah. And so and so what I did, I offered people with their, if they've got a full, I separated their order. So if they came to pick it up, if they had their stuff 
before the date they came to pick it up that I was putting the prices in, they got that at the old price. And so anything new after that week that I announced the price rise, they got it at the new price. Yep. So I offered them that. And most of them goes, no, nah, that's right, just the, the new price is fine. Some of, them, and some of them had a big stack, so, and that helped them out too, you know? And, and, I, and I also have a block, one of my policies is when I was collecting, and I, I know, uh, Neville, you, you, I, will, I don't know if you have experienced this, but when I was collecting, I really hated being told that if I cancelled a, a, a if I cancelled a standing order, you have to keep getting the next two. Yeah, because you've already been cycle. committed to. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, if you want to cancel, you want to cancel. Because it's a, a two-sided, it's a two-sided two yeah. sort. Because if it. I if I add it to my order today and you happen to have stock, you don't tell me to wait two months. You get the benefit of that first yeah. two months, right? Yeah. I so, get it. So I, I get. Yeah. I get the reason now because I, I, I yeah. run a comic. You book understand store. why? I understand yeah. why, but I still hated it. I still yeah. ha- I, like. I hated it, so yeah. I, I can't do that to my. I can't go, do that to my customer because I hated it. Yeah. So look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go broke on, on extra two issues or yeah. an extra two issues. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. go broke. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Like put my house on mortgage just for two issues, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know. If, I, and I, I don't know about you, Neville, but as like a collector and a reader. When that happens, like there's been books that I've cancelled because I'm like, mm, it's not for me. And when they go, oh, but we've got this, I'm like, and I sort of remind them, we go like, oh, like I cancelled this. I'll generally grab those couple of issues because I'm like, what are you going to do with like issues 13 and 14 of, you know, yeah. X series yeah. when they're not a key issue? There's nothing yeah, happening. Yeah. And it's just a, probably a. Fill and that's fair story. enough, and that's and that's you know, but yeah. at the, at, at the end of the day too, like, I always have the policy if you don't want them. Someone else is gonna want. Yeah. yeah. You know, so sometimes I'm I'm happy that someone left them behind because someone will come and say, "Have you got issues so and so?" I go, "Yeah, man, I've got right here." Yeah. So it works out. It's all. It always works out. Like yeah. I, I I I never bank. Um. I don't. I I I I just have. I don't know. It's just to me. I just want to be. I want to treat people the way I want to be treated too. You know. Um. But. You know, so. Um. I lost my train of thought now. That's it. I'm still thinking about your hit. Your hit on Just make sure I get my fucking comics. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about what weapon you would use. We're, we're, we're tabulating our, our list of improvements we'd like to see around here. Uh, beer fridge, pinball. <laughs> uh, I do like the music, that's and, good. Stripper pole. The last person he put a hit on, he used a sling blade. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, one question I was actually dying to ask you, and I think I spoke to you about it yesterday on the phone too, is about... like. People, or collectors and non-collectors, are going crazy around speculation at the moment, and it's it's a Specula- good thing. What is speculation? Comic speculation around around which ones might be keys and which ones will become you know, first appearances, nine point eights, and thousand dollar comics in a month or six <laughs> months. How has that changed the average collector, in your opinion, in, in terms of how people the buying habits? I don't I don't care about you saying like Scott listens a, a douche because he collects the way he does. Sorry, Scott. He just said. Cool. Say hi to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you seen a change in how people collect as a result of TV shows and movies? Uh, and, yeah, I mean, um, I have those. I have. Um, there's two different types. Yeah. There's the reader and there's the collector. Yeah. So the reader would tend to just buy the trades, right? And so then the collector obviously buys the floppies. Yeah. And so, and then you got the long-term collector, like me, like you. Who come in and and they they call it's called habit collecting. So if they've been getting Batman since the eighties, they're going to keep going. Yeah. Right. Unless you're strong-willed like me, and I said I'm cutting it off. 
right? It's liberating, but scary. It is liberating. It, right? it is scary because I have cousins. You should keep reading it, man. Yeah. Anyway, it will get better again. It will get better again. So, so yeah. So there are. So I always, I always try to. I ask with a new customer. I always ask a lot of questions because that's how, what I was taught as a retail salesman. You ask a lot of questions. So, you know, one thing that I learned about being a retail salesman is the more information you have, the more you can help the customer. The customer comes in. He wants to be helped. What, whatever that, whatever that inquiry is, whether to return a TV, whether to, whether to buy a TV, whether whatever it may be, all he wants is help, right? So it, your best interest is to ask him as much questions as he can to get to give him that help. Yeah. So I try to find as much information about their buying habits, their reading habits, what type of genre they like, you know, and then informing them. That you know there aren't there are other different types of comic books apart from superhero stuff you know because some people they only they come in they want to read what the, same the, thing the, they've the, read the movie years. they've yeah. seen they just saw they just saw Wonder Woman they want to come in and see what what Wonder Woman books there are you know so that's just an example obviously but so you know so you want to try and, and and cater for that too you know for that guy who wants to come in and and read the you know he just watched Old Guard on on Netflix he yeah. wants to come in and see what the book's about yeah. You know, so you want to try and That's see what their what their reading habits, what what they're watching, what they're reading. So I try and get as much information. And in one, so so then and then and so they're the readers. They're not really the collectors. Yeah. So but then you got the collectors, which I do have the the long term collector, which you know, like he, the staple. Every amazing Spider Man cover he, he I can get, he he gets. Yeah. Um. And so that's fine, you know, and, I, and and he's and he goes. If you can't get it, that's fine. He's not like adamant about it. And wants yeah. the, the one in twenty five, you know, where, you know, where I can't get because I don't know order as much that yeah. much. But, but then you get like yeah. So I have a couple of customers who just want keys. You know, they uh, they ring, they message me. You know, can you get this cover? Have you got this cover? Or they wait for the hype. Yeah. They they look they read the hype and they just you know they're not they're, they just want to get it. And, at the end of the day, it's just too late because the yeah. hype is coming on and right? it's sold out. It's reactive, yeah. You like know? Venom this week. What's yeah, that one? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, the Spider-Man 55. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Spider-Man cover 55. And I got extra too. Yeah. <laughs> like I got, I knew it was going to be huge. Yeah. Because I've got a couple of guys uh, who buy, I, I have one guy who he's got a nose for it and I always look, watch, I always see what he's ordering. Yeah. Right, and he always multiples. So I always see what he's ordering, and I say, "Oh, well, I think this book's going to be yeah, big." He's got, he's got, yeah, he's got. This guy's going to be big. So I ordered like a, I ordered extra, and I just, they flew. Yeah. I don't even think they hit the, the yeah. shelf. They're going for forty US already, but you know it's not sustainable because there are a lot, and a lot of people are sitting on multiples. Correct. The aftermarket's pretty good because people are buying multiples now, We're making fifteen, twenty Correct. bucks each or thirty Correct. bucks each. But then sooner or later, yeah, I'd, so I'd say, yeah. There's a couple of examples, like throughout last year and this year. You know, one recent one is the Star Wars High Republic. Yeah. Number one, like that's just crazy, absolute crazy. Um, you know, the Venom at the moment is huge. Um, you know, so you know the, the 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 one thing that really comes to mind, I thought, is just really head shaking stuff is the um, the punchline. You know, from DC, oh, yeah. the, the new character, the Joker's girlfriend. I mean. People went nuts over yeah. it, you know, like, Roger. it's just, cra- yeah. just crazy. Like, it was just, yeah. like, why? Like, she's yeah. not, you know, like. But it, it's hype, right? It's hype, it's 100%. Hype. And, and DC, DC built that hype up before issue 92, oh, which was oh, the first full That's another episode, man. That's, a, like, that's, another, that's another podcast yeah. to talk about yeah. DC and Batman and Tom King yeah. and, 
and yeah, that's just that's just another podcast, yeah. mate. Yeah. But you know what I think. But the thing the, is, the irony. Sorry, I just, sorry yeah. to interrupt. Um, the irony is, they build that hype up. They end up selling two hundred fifty thousand copies because they are the winners here. They, oh, not, of course. It's not an elusive first appearance that people don't know about or first cover appearance that people... Everybody knew about it. Everybody bought multiples. Like Red Goblin, Spider-Man 798. Yeah. They're all $2 comics now. Back then, they were 20 25 because people were flipping them. Yeah. And it's if, you, if you're at that volume, you can't think that it's going to be a $1,000 no. comic one day. And that's why I, d- I don't play the game. Of, yeah. I don't play that game. Yeah. yeah, I've stopped doing it. I absolutely refuse to play that game like um you know the whole um putting a book out not, not not putting a book out that's come out that same week not putting it on the shelf because i know in, in a week's time or two weeks time it's going to be worth uh, 20 bucks or 30 yeah. bucks. i don't just don't play that game i put it on the shelf like everyone else yeah like every other book that comes out next that week if someone comes in someone rings me and they want it that's fine yeah. i'll put it aside for them I'll, I'll i'll that's at the same price yeah but you know, I'll leave it on there for a month. That the whole cycle, you know, the, the release cycle. I'll yeah. leave it on there for a month. Yeah. If it's still there in a month, yeah, I'll take it off and then I'll sell it. Yeah. For at at, at fifteen dollars or twenty dollars, you know. Yeah. But I'll give people the chance. Yeah. I'm I'm just I just don't want to do that. I just want to I don't want to play the game. And that's what's wrong with our industry sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's the hype. The, the, absolutely. Yeah. It's that the, and and the people who are driving the prices up are that one guy who wants to buy doesn't collect comics, doesn't read comics, but it's the yeah. guy who just wants to um, um, buy it because of the hype yeah, and then flip it. And that's fine. You yeah. can do that. You can flip it. That's yeah. fine. But, that, but that's who's driving the But they the carry that up. risk though because yeah. they might end up oh, with 15 copies that they can't sell. I've been that person. I've been that person. <laughs> like, look, I'll always buy things that I will read as well. So like if I buy, let's say, six copies of, a, of an issue, one will go to me. The second one would probably go to me without being, like maybe to be graded yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. And then after that, you know, I'll probably flip them. The only thing that I've found with like modern ones where it's like, for instance, like X-Men Gold and stuff like that, where like, you know, there was things in there that was like, yeah, I sold some, but like no one gives a shit about that book now. <laughs> and like the more often than not, if you buy like a handful of a book, you're stuck with that handful of the book. Yeah, oh, like, no, if you don't sell it that week that it's, it's hot. It's not equity no. until you actually sell it. Um, no, it's not that week. No, it's not that if you don't sell it in that week, if yeah. you, once the next big thing comes along. Yeah. So one, once the next on, thing, yeah. so now that Hickman's X Men is out, yeah, the gold and blue, those X Men from yeah. two years ago, they're like yeah, dollar books now. Whereas, like, like, why, why when I think of someone owning large numbers of shit books, do I think of Michael Swindles straight away? <laughs> so he, if you think about it, so, so Mike Swindles, that's MJ Comics, who sold his collection, the two hundred thousand books, right? Now he, he, the collection he bought comes from typically around the seventies, eighties, nineties era. And some of the boxes he pulled out was like you know, 40 issues of Wildcats 2, full cover, stuff oh, like that, right? <laughs> but he, he made as much fun of it as much as everybody else, yeah, yeah, which is course. fun, right? That's so just, he gets yeah. it, he gets it. No, they were gold in there. I've, oh, seen, I've seen the stuff. 90s, had, like, if you're buying uh, 90s collection, mate, yeah, that is yeah. the, like the golden era of, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. it is the absolute golden era of comics. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, that's another probably another podcast. Yeah. But, I, yeah. It's just like he had some really good stuff, but then he also had the things that you could throw around and wallpaper with yeah right? exactly right. <laughs> which was fun look you know back in the day when i was a kid or when i was collecting and not having a store i bought like multiples of spawn right yeah. spawn number one spawn yeah. number two right yeah. because i knew it's mcfarlane yeah like i knew how big mcfarlane was it not that i was collecting spider or amazing spider-man i haven't got no amazing spider-man keys because yeah. i never was a spider-man guy i was a batman guy so yeah. i've got all the batman keys right so but 
but I bought, but I actually bought the, the actual comic book that Marvel gave to to McFarlane to write and draw, which was Spider Man. Yeah. Right. So them, I've got. I, I bought multiples of the ones. Remember the ones in the bag? They yeah, were all yeah. bagged, and they were like gold and silver and ones. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I've got yeah. multiples of those. Yeah. yeah. I've gone. I sold them all now because I had a store, and for one, you know, I had multiples, and then when I opened the store, I said, "Well, now is time. Now's yeah. the time." Yeah. And they looked good, and they were awesome. Put on the wall, you know, put a price on them. But they, but see, and same with Spawn. But the thing is, with Spawn, it's not. You think it would be worth more. Right yeah. then, what twenty five bucks? Because that was yeah. So that was worth twenty five bucks. The last one I sold was maybe uh, sixty bucks, and that was at, at the height when he, yeah. he announced the movie. Yeah, I think that was the last one I sold. I think it was the my third last time one. he announced the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was like the last one I sold. It was like sixty bucks. Yeah. But you know, throughout the years, I've been selling them for two, you know, twenty bucks, fifteen bucks, because yeah. there were. There were so many. They they absolutely flooded the market with number one, exactly. and I bought. That's why I bought hundreds multiples. of thousands, right? It was, and and, and that's right, and that's why, and that's how he, and that's how he. It is the most selling yeah. <laughs> indie book of yeah. all time, because yeah. he, there was so much out there. There was so much out, there, and that's why the price is still low. Yeah, because there were so many. Yeah, out exactly. There. The savvier collectors go for the high grade newsstand ones, right? Because it's it's or the error prints or whatever. Because yeah, it's inevitable yeah. that there'll be. A, a smaller ratio of high, high I think that's ones. just pedantic. I think um, that's really being like nit- nitpicky because yeah. at the end of the day, it's still first yeah. print. They look at it's the, it's the still first silver prints. lining, silver lining. Yeah, but but with Spawn and them, um, the mid the issues mid run are the ones that are ironically worth more because that's where most initial collectors dropped off. Oh yeah, so the print runs lower, and they like fifty bucks, hundred bucks. Well, depending on what happened. Oh well, look at Walking Dead, right? Yeah, uh, the what the first ten. Yeah. Well, Kirkman's come out. I'd never expected to go past ten. I know because I never expected to go past five or six. Yeah. Because I just wanted. Uh, he goes. We 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 knew it was going to be. Um, we printed it in black and white, save money, and then in the end it worked out because it was very violent. Yeah. You know, but we didn't expect. I didn't expect it to go. I remember past flipping that. through it, seeing it's black and white, and putting it back on the shelf. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. But they, all the keys, like Michonne, or like, as soon as the, the the TV show hit. The yeah. prices went up. Like yeah. I think it's worth yeah. like a yeah. number one. I think last time I saw it was like eleven grand. Yeah, you know. So and, and yeah, that's that's the effect these shows have on it because it makes the the niche culture of something like mainstream. Dead mainstream. Yeah, and, and that's, that's that's the 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 Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I think the big winner throughout this whole lockdown has just been um, subscription services. Mm. When you look at you know how much how how, how many. Um, increased subscriptions they would add and that's a whole bunch of people and these places are really cashing in like the oh, Mandalorian I think everyone's just, a winner you know John Favreau with, with, with the Ma- Mandalorian call it the, yeah call it the Star Wars reboot if you like 100% um, people are going mad and the resurgence of all Star Wars comics as a result yep, not just the yep. series around Mandalorian but yep. like the first Bubba Fett um, first cover appearance of him, all yeah. of those. I bought him for like 30 bucks three, four yeah, years yeah. ago, and now they're 10 times that. 250, two, uh, 250 bucks was the last one I saw. Yeah. And you know what? And, Ameri- like, and that's American. American. I like 30 bucks, right? And that's yeah. what like, has happened with me, is because stores have made it that, like, for instance, you know, through it all, maybe you couldn't go into the store, you had to, like, you know, get them delivered, anything like that eBay, like people were selling things because maybe they lost their job through the whole time I worked, so I was fine. But you get bored with the things that are considered easy, so that as soon as they <laughs> turn around and go like, oh, look, there's a Mandalorian show or anything like that, I'm like, why don't I not try and find these key characters in yeah. comic mm. book form, buy them, and, you know, for like, you know, I think I bought 
uh, first appearance for like 60 bucks and I was like yep cool and I, I just watch it just to see what it goes for like and sure like yeah. as soon as like season 2 you know finished up and it's like yep cool it's all there I'm like it's already like tripled the price yep. just, oh, yeah. just by the time but what's in the works finish. now what, what are they producing Boba Fett uh, well I know the Boba Fett the but Book of this, Boba they're yeah. doing the Book of Boba they're doing Ahsoka Mm. They're doing Marshals yeah, of the like Republic. But just outside Star Wars, even. Like, what's the next The Boys? What's. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, look, I think every. Look, to get, just to return to what you're saying, like, the subscription services are all winners. I think everyone's a winner. Yeah. The comic book stores, the artists, the writers. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the subscription services. While people are making money, that, they're the, going to make the, good shit, you know? From what the I mean? source material. Yeah. yeah. From the source material all the way up to the production of, you know, in a, in a movie or a TV show. It, it's a massive line of um, um, tentacles going out that everyone's benefiting from. Because I, when I was a kid, when I was collecting comic books, I was scared to tell people. Oh, oh yeah, you were a geek at school. I was a geek. I was bashed. Yeah. I was yeah. bullied. You know, people say, "What do you read?" I read comic books. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, make sure no one heard me <laughs> because yeah. I, you know. So, but now now the cult pop culture has been embracing yeah. it. Hundred yeah. percent. And now it's like bang front and center, and yeah. and and that's why and and. and and the geeks shall inherit the earth, huh? Well, it's more what comes out of the woodwork. Like, you find out things like, for instance, the rapper Eminem is a massive comic book fan. Yeah. But has, has even been in a comic with The Punisher. Oh, yeah. I knew and, that like, already when you, yeah. in the song when he talked about Batman. When he, yeah. Yeah, and all that sort of thing. In one of his tracks. You know? Uh, in his music video, yeah. 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 Like, but you think about it, everyone thought he was the coolest thing ever. His collection, he bought, like, Books off Nicolas Cage as you would, selling, you know, like <laughs> if with that kind of like, money. Yeah, cool, I'll do that. Of course, then, as you would, mate. I mean, Nicolas Cage's got like apparently he's got like Batman or Superman number one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Action Comics number one or something. Yeah, he sold that. I, I don't, I, I don't know if it was the only one yet, but he has sold one. Yeah, yeah, he sold. Good on him. Because that's yeah. what I'd be doing too, you know. Because like, anything, uh, and I keep telling people, everything, vin- anything vintage these days is like hot. Yeah, anything, yeah. furniture. But, Anything, anything vintage is hot. Yeah. And comic books is vintage. Yep. A lot of people who are not collectors always ask me whether or not I, as a collector who buy higher end comics, I'm worried about industry fatigue. Are people going to get over comic stuff and comic culture and movies and shows and then drop the comics and it'll drop the value because of the demand? And I always point them to golden age comics, right? Nobody, nobody's an out and out Superman fan anymore because everybody's like, oh, he's too white bread. Right? Nobody, nobody thinks Superman's the best character, but go and buy his first appearance. It's still millions of dollars. And um, there is that finite amount of comics that started all these characters, and they're never going to be more. There's not 20 prints and 20 variants and 20 reprints of that book from the 60s, right? <laughs> now, how about uh, so, so that I, I, I just think it's a safe as houses thing to know what you're doing when you are actually and, using, and, and doing And another thing too, Locke, is it's... There, I, I always and I have I've, I've had customers ask me that too yeah. come into the store but the thing is they're, they're coming from a whole perspective of superheroes yeah. but, and that's how you answer the question see from yeah. superheroes where, but I, I, I remind people or customers that comic books started in genre comics horror yeah. sci-fi crime and all, crime that. And, all that. and that's yeah. where they started and, and, that's, and that's it's going back to that yeah. like a lot of the high, highly sought books are, are horror books like you know something is killing the children yeah. That is like one of the hottest books out there, man. And yeah. even though Hulk is a superhero, that, that is an absolute Immortal horror. Hulk. That is yeah. a, horror, yeah. a horror book. Yeah. You know, so they're going, they're, that, that genre, they're getting back to that genre. And, and when, you know, I remind people there are genre comic books, you know, and 
the superheroes aren't the end all and even like the indie superhero books like black hammer and boys it's and you know invincible it's not about it's not and about God it's not about saving things. people man yeah. it's not about saving yeah. people those books it's about what come what what comes about like yeah. the repercussions of being a hero the mental yeah. stress the you know all that stuff that surrounds being a superhero yeah, yeah. and it's such a visceral medium as well like i dare anyone to read why the last man or sweet tooth and not feel like you've got a punch in the gut somewhere along the storyline like where you go like holy that, that, shit that's yeah. another that's another podcast yeah, talk you know, about like, Jeff Lemire yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, Why the Last Man is actually also announced as TV show it's oh, that, he's September, been right? shopping that around yeah, for, for four years years, yeah. years and they, years on the Marvel or Disney Investment Day or something AMX came out oh nice and, stuff, so and so because with it, same with Garth Ennis they were, he was shopping Preacher around for years yeah. and years absolutely and he never really accepted any script yeah. apart from the last the, the series that yeah. they just finished yeah. but and I didn't mind it. A lot of purists didn't like it, but you know, it, they adapted it for a wider audience. Correct. I mean, so. they did the same with the boys. Like, if you watch the boys compared to reading the boys, like, all right, it's <laughs> fun, imagine? but... Can I mean, you imagine? They would have been, like, shut words. down. Oh. They would have been shut down. You don't have... First you know, episode. They would have been shut down first episode. You don't see the bulldog humping other bulldogs. Yeah. The scene at the beginning isn't the same. There's not an... Any nowhere near as many sex scenes. Oh mate, like no that. No many sea, like n- nowhere yeah. near as many C bombs that Carl Urban would drop. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I, really, I to suppose be honest, it's it, whatever you see is more PG than, oh, than not, the comics. Not really. I mean, like, oh, yeah, it is more PG. But the thing is, like, I've never heard it's toned down. Yeah. Oh, but the, that second, the second season, he, I think he drops the C bomb more times I've ever known any TV show to drop a C bomb. Even Sopranos, like Sopranos would drop the C bomb. But he, he took the cake, and and I love the way he, they wrote the explanation behind that. Like I remember the scene where he goes in, and uh, he oh, oh, I'm okay to drop the C bomb in this. Go for it. Oh. So he, it's like he's so like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like we he, pride ourselves in it. Yeah. So, so like he, a woman walks in, and he goes, Who, "Who's this cunt?" You know, yeah. and he, and she just goes, "What the fuck did he just call me?" <laughs> you know, like the look on her face, and he goes, "Relax, love." Because where I come from, it's a term of endearment. I went, yeah. fuck it, spot on, man. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. That fixed everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so true, though. It is. You won't see a lot of, like, people in the US say that word. No. It doesn't happen no, at well, all. I, I remember when it was said in The I Sopranos, people were like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <gasps> the Sopranos. <gasps> they said the C-bomb. I remember hearing it. I go, what, what the hell? I Didn't I just called, hear that right? I think I've called every friend the C-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I've called you a cunt. I don't like you. <laughs> I think I think the the meme that subbed it up best. I think Beck posted it this week. It's like there's two frames, and one of them's got this guy standing in front of this giant insect, and it says what people think it's like in Australia, and then below it it says what it's actually like in Australia. It's the same shot, exactly the same <laughs> shot, but the guy's going cunt the animal, <laughs> this huge insect. <laughs> yeah. I laugh way my, too. My hard experience with San Diego Comic Con, every time you catch up with people there, and they realise how common a word it is. Especially when you say, oh, he's a good cunt. It's like, yeah. what, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a silly <laughs> cunt. <laughs> I <laughs> remember be a good the, cunt. when we went to that hot wing place, like before we met up oh. with Roger and, and yeah, Megan yeah. last time, we said it about something. While there was the waitress there, like bringing over like a bucket of wings, and she stopped in her tracks. And we're just like, oh, no, no, no. Like, we know each other. Like, we're friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, and they're like, yeah, they're, it's a completely different term to them. It's a diff- yeah. completely different term. Um, yeah. But what... So getting back to what we were saying, so we got sidetracked there. Oh, we were just talking about 
shows shows, shows. coming up. Oh, yeah. showing back yeah, I mean, we got we got Wonder Vision started this week. And, yeah, um, we've watched it already. All, all their respective first appearances: Avengers fifty seven, Vision, yeah, um, X Men four. Which I see, was, and, um, yeah, and that's where they're getting. That's where the comic books. Because what's them called? Marvel, DC. They don't get any benefit from that sixty dollar or you know hundred dollar book no. that's going. They don't. They don't get any. But what they're doing is they really re- they release this for the facsimiles and yeah. that's where they're making their money yeah yeah because even the facsimile now are making money yeah. <laughs> but there's always dumbasses trying to flip the they do for a thousand bucks and the most common one it shows you is deadpool <laughs> the most people fucking fall for it yeah. and, and there's people a, fall there's for the, the fact that deadpool reprinted someone sold the the incredible hulk the first experience of wolverine the facsimile yeah yeah and um uh, for 25 grand Oh Jesus! People, somebody bought it thinking it was the real one and took it to court. It was off eBay. Yeah, yeah, and and he, and, and he won. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, it was a fraud. A fraud. He got done for fraud. It is fraud. Of, of course, how bloody hell! But I do see because I I scour eBay for bargains and because I buy collections, a small collection. Yeah, and you see that people intentionally place it so you don't see it's a reprint. Yeah, and it kind of sticks out under other books, so it's like oh, it's Hulk one eighty one, but. You can see from the gloss. You can see from everything. Because yeah, yeah and that's what Marvel do. You won't have fifteen really Dell comics and first appearance of Hulk. But the reprint looks good because you tell me that Vision standing over, like on Avengers fifty-seven. Yeah. Where Vision standing there, it's like what the red and white cover mostly. Yeah. That that's not an iconic cover and looks beautiful reprinted even like that yeah, would make a good but poster on everything. See, a lot of people bags, a lot of people customers or people on the net or people who collectors they bag the facsimiles being you know like the newer pages you know like the shiny page but that's what distinguishes the old ones from the new ones you know what i mean so you know the difference yeah. Yeah. but you see, can't accidentally but buy the dc facsimiles it's like yeah. kevin mcleod on uh, grand designs talking about reading the architecture there has to be significant differences between yeah. the two 100 so, yeah. see the, the dc facsimiles they they use the same paper they're, yeah they're, they're using the newspaper paper yeah. it's very hard to distinguish yeah. the because then you could do yeah you could do like oh, missing cover selling it for 500 right yeah so the one of the hottest facsimiles was not obviously the amazing spider-man amazing fantasy you know the incredible hulk um so but the one the dc one was the 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 poison ivy i think uh for similar Batman that, 181. yeah i think yeah. so um i think that was the one and it was the one it was the one that came with the spreadsheet with this with the poster, uh, in, the poster in the middle in the middle yeah because if you buy it now you buy that now like the, the original you'll never find a poster because yeah. you know, as a kid you would take it out put it on the wall my copy doesn't have a poster see no yeah. one no copy has a poster yeah. but the facsimile came out with the poster so people were buying it for the poster yeah <laughs> it was yeah. crazy you know like i couldn't get enough of them yeah you know and i was just selling them at, at normal price so i didn't put it i didn't put the price up but yeah it was just people were coming oh you got the, that facsimile i want the poster you know it was all like the batman 60 66 batman yeah poster you know batman and rob well see like i've got a guilty pleasure of buying the reprints because if i ever get the original 100%. i'm not opening that yeah 100 percent people you know, like, like, the other big yeah, one was the x-men graded, right? yeah yeah so the other one the other big one was the x-men number one yeah they did and x and the x-men giant size number one yeah that was the, the other big one for marvel the facilities they went nuts over those you know i know i'm, I'm wrapped in it like amazing fantasy 15 i i bought a stack and I, people would come in, I'd go, oh, I've got this facsimile. And they go, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'd, I'd sell it. I'd be like, dude, are you serious? You're going to leave it behind? I'd go, how many times have you seen this image? Like when they're interviewing Stan Lee or interviewing someone in Marvel, they, they always splash it in the background. And they go, oh, yeah, true. Oh, I have one. Yeah. You know, because it's true. I'm never going to hold one in my life. But the never. nice thing that I've realised of um, 
Marvel is. They do t- put that True Believers tagline. Yeah, or good. like first appearance of Venom, they actually said Venom instead of Amazing Spider-Man. they're the Spider-Man. True Believers, they're not the facsimiles. The yeah. facsimiles are an exact copy, ads and all, from the oh, era. Only thing though. Exact. I've got that 1997 one that's actually the size, it's a hardcover one with the, the CD from Stan Lee and a ring and stuff. Yeah. They're pretty cool. So yeah, the facsimile yeah. is exact, exact, even the ads, like the cool. e- X-ray vision eye, the, oh, okay. the X-ray vision on mail order. So yeah, they, full, they full, full rip. You read that shit where I always wanted to BB gun. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> BB gun. Sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. Yeah. Sea monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of marketing, I mean, that's that's the biggest marketing of the century, isn't it? When you can sell, like, sea brine. <laughs> or, or even, or, or when you can, or we can sell uh, a muscle, a muscle man. Remember the muscle man? You could you could buy the the ad on the, on those comics, the old comics where they you know get fit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Where you yep. get the skinny guy going yep. trying to pick up a chick. Yep, and that's it. Yeah, that, those ads were awesome. Yeah, I used to, I used to, I, a lot of the times where I used to used to go to see read the ads, they were awesome. But the thing is, remember they used to have those little square that they had a whole bunch of things, and you, you couldn't get any of them yep. in couldn't Australia. Couldn't get any that's of them. The, you know, uh, couldn't get any the, of them. The, where they would have it at the back of an issue that you could like order. Issues from comics and do like yes, subscriptions yes. like oh, the, the old Marley. You couldn't. They one pages. Yeah, mm. but yeah. you couldn't get it here because it didn't work here. Yeah. But like they'd be like, oh yeah, do this, and it'll but, only cost you know, you, the, you know twenty dollars vi- a year to get these if you take yeah, these. That's and right. you get, like There's a t-shirt. But in the in the vintage now, like the vintage collection has even gone down the path of where Marvel for at, a, at one stage they were putting in these stamps inside the oh, vintage yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. So even though the book the is not a key issue, but the the, still if the stamp there. is still there, like yeah. not cut out, yeah. it is worth shitloads. Yeah. Well, there were trades still in it Hulk 181, the, that stamp is a $2,000 stamp. There you right? go, see? Because without it, it's a $3,000 comic. There you go, see? Or $1,000 comic, and with it, it's yep. $3,000. It's, it's uh, amazing. Trade, it's, right? it's, just cr- it's crazy. Yeah. It's, cra- it's absolutely crazy. I've seen, I've seen eBay where somebody had the stamp collections. Like oh that, wow! That, so somebody had the, the, the corpses of fucking 80 comics. The boneyard. Yeah. And I'm like, it goes for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dollars because people want to be able to just own it just for the sake of it. Correct. It's, it's, I mean, getting back to what... So imagine just having the comic cutouts. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, getting back to what the whole the whole TV show thing and yeah. and a lot of, like you were saying, like the purist and like Preacher and that, but the thing is, yeah, they did it for a, a greater audience and say with the boys, but the thing is nothing, not everything will, would interpret no, it's, you can different do it it's, Completely it's, different it's the same as when, when you, a novel gets, correct, gets, correct. gets changed into a film. Yeah, and a lot of people are narrow-minded and, and they, don't, they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's usually the order that you do things. Like, so if you, if you watched The Boys on, on telly, now you read the comic, you probably love the comic. The yeah. other way around, not so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and well, it's same, the same with Preacher. I mean, Preacher, yeah. that first season was basically told in flashbacks. Yeah. You know, that whole first season was told in flashbacks in the book. Yeah. So, but it was really, but they had to tell it in that way. They couldn't do it in flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's what, one thing I loved about the, I love about the medium is that it gets interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, it could be interpreted yeah. by the creator, the writer. Everyone has different eyes and it, everyone is a creative. So, when you put creatives in charge, that's, you get gold. But when you put like money men in, people in charge, and they, but they think they know what's going to make more money, yeah, then that's yeah. when it fails. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. I think, I think, and, and I think, Star Wars yeah. is a perfect example of that. Like with with John Favreau, look what 
He's, he's looking Correct. at taking, changing a whole bunch of stuff from Canon now. They're even talking about Ray not being Palpatine's granddaughter anymore. They can't, they will never like go that. back on that. That's just rumour. They would never go back. Well, that's what they're talking they'll, they'll about. They'll fix it. They'll, they're if fixing anything, it. They'll fix it. They'll fix like, it. Just, just, mm. like, just like Filoni fixed, you know, episode one, two, and three with Clone Wars. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because you, if you watch Clone Wars, you understand Revenge of the Sith a little bit more better. Yep. You know, you understand those prequels a lot more better, 100%. Yeah. And they, that's what they'll do, they'll slowly fix them. Right? As soon as I saw that last episode where, with Luke turning up, yeah. I can't believe they've got the balls to do this, but yeah. slowly say they're going to fix it. Yep. They're going to yeah. fix everything. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that that's what they're looking at doing. He's in discussions Luke with, turns up? with George Lucas what? and stuff at the moment. <laughs> I mean, they're working right? together on this. Oh, I might... Spoiler alert! No, In other um, Star Wars the wrist, news... I <laughs> Star Wars news, do you see EA, which is, um, I think it's voted the most hated company in the planet, Electronic Arts? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, they is lost... this for their golf game in 1991? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great game. Fucking no, probably for Star Wars. Probably for something they did Ooh, you Star Wars. Yeah. That one. yeah, so Fuck Star you, Wars man. Battlefront, they've lost the rights <laughs> to that. To, uh, what was it? The uh, Battlefront? Battlefront, yeah. So uh, EA uh, not not doing the Star Wars stuff for um, for Lucas for okay. Lucas well, and Disney Lucas and Star yeah. It's not that they're not doing it; it's that they no longer have exclusive rights. Yeah. However, this is where it gets a little bit iffy. It's going to a company that's had a bit of a shit year, you know, legally and morally, that they're sweeping under the rug. So I think it's I don't know which one's more evil, but. <laughs> Uh, going like, man, how many times I've uh, been on a Saturday night, I'm like, fucking dice, please. You that, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a podcast <laughs> in itself, evil companies. But it's, it's funny that people are saying this. Like, finally, we're getting a Star Wars open world game. Like, yeah. have they not played, like, The Old Republic, like, on PC? Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was pretty much, you know, as far as well, what that was PC more of an MMO, do. yeah, an MMO. Yeah, but I mean, like, as far as PCs could do back then, that was pretty like, open I still world. don't believe, like... Talking about games, I can't believe like people how much. Like, do you play well? Have you ever played well? Have you played well? Which World, World of Warcraft? Oh no! Ever no. played well? Nah, I played no. another one that was. Yeah, no. me too. Right. So I tried well, and I said I can't believe how people play. Why? This is crap. Yeah. What's so mean much was shit, better shit out there, yeah. man? Paying, yeah. That you had to pay monthly to. Yeah, yeah that was all that MMOs. That's how they made money, man. Yeah. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's how they made money. Are you look, but all of the stuff that's making gigabucks now is all free. Yeah. You know? But you look at um, even... What's like the... Fortnite. No, no. Fortnite. Now it's the Fortnite for grown-ups. What is it? Um, Call of Duty oh, Warfare. War, Warzone. 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 Man, it's 100 gig, though. I mean, you've got to find 100 gig on your hard space. And you're getting updates start. of 30 gig every yeah. two yeah. weeks. Yeah. You know, like, the, the, the way, the, the, way the, the interpretation of stuff, like even Arkham... Arkham the Arkham games, right? They, obviously, that's interpreted by a long line of characters, villains, and when you have when you have villains like that, and look, the same with the Spider-Man game, when you have a, a, a collateral of stories, a collateral decades of stories and villains, you can make a great game because you you dive into the into the source material, yep, and you make a great game. And it's what what causes make or make a great story, I suppose. But what 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 causes problems with fans, you know, is like you know when they when you know and people get their, their their skirt you know caught up in their pants i suppose is is you know like instances where creatives they just take it they 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 look at the source material and say ah 
I'm going to do some, Yeah, gonna, take some liberties with it. Take some liberties. Yeah. And, and, and that's fair enough. Take some liberties. Everyone has to make it their own. But you, you've got a character who's been around for 30 years, 50 years, 80 years. There's a reason why he's been around for 80 yeah. years. Yeah. That, and this is the yeah. reason, man. But it's funny. Like, what they did with Spider-Man, and that was a highly successful game. Like, huge. And it was probably one of the best PlayStation games I've ever played. But... You've got characters in there, like Rhino's in there, Shocker's in there, Vulture, Kingpin, all that. But they're all mini-bosses for a character that was made for the game, mm. who was the main boss. You've got Aunt May, who's probably closer to maybe 40 or 50, as opposed to being, yeah, and like, that's a, you know, like the old 70. Yeah, yeah and that would be a tie into the movie as well. Yeah, and yeah. Then, so you've got all that, and then they do that. No peep, no argument, no nothing. Uh, they just go like, all right, well, we can do that. And then you've got Arkham Knight that did that exact same thing where the main character, uh, the main antagonist was made for the video game. Sure, it ended up being revealed that it was a character that we all knew, but... It's killing me. Who was it? Jason Todd was oh, Arkham Knight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... 20 years behind. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert that if long. you haven't played. But... Oh, it got, they got absolutely sledged. Did they really? The bad guy was pretty much like meant to be like a Batman ripoff. Like he looked like Batman. He had like he was meant to be like just a better Batman, you know, like I think the Spider Man Spider Man fans have been so fucked with over the years with the millions of different variations yeah. in the well, that, that, bad. that uh, I felt sorry for him in the in the nineties, man. Well the oh, but then saga. again, Batman's the same. How many well, versions yeah, of Batman Miles have we seen? Now? Saga now? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing another clone saga, so Oh jeez. Good luck. Mm. <laughs> Miles is hot property now, mate, so Miles yeah. is very hot property, so they're, they're, they're going to be very careful with him. Yeah. He's hot. I hot. think so, and, and you know what, I think because of the fact that he's being embraced by old collectors, as well as new collectors, um, people who don't know, buy comics know him, like you know, the PlayStation 5 game, the, the movie and everything, and uh, I definitely think that for them, it's curating it. 100%. And not, not fucking it up, really. And, and I think, I think uh, like the creator of Miles, which I'm pretty sure was Mike, Brian Michael Bendis. B&B, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, Bagley, Bagley was the artist. Yeah, yeah it was Bagley. Um, signed by Bagley. Yeah, um, that 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 guy, he did so much for Marvel, and um, it's, it was a shame to see him leave as a creator, and to see what he did with Superman. Yeah, which I read. I had to read what what, what he yeah. was going to do. He just absolutely threw, just blew it out of the park. It was so good. Is it good? It was just an over. So to me, it was like it's like watching. People are picking it up though. Eh? Huh? Are people picking it up? Yeah, I had people pick it oh, up. Good. Before then, beforehand, it was just crap. Yeah. But Bendis really gave him su- 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 um, more. He gave him more three, uh, three-dimensional instead of just a two-dimensional yeah. character, where he's just like the Boy Scout and I save people and I, yeah. you know, bash people. Uh, it's it just even the whole revealing his secret identity. Bendis really turned it around. Yeah. Like so, for instance. Um, so, for instance, you know, Superman. Clark never revealed his, his identity because he was... He was Clark? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, because he was, you know, trying to uh, protect the people he loved. Yeah. Right? And that's why he never revealed... That's why it was secret identity, right? Yeah. That's the, one of the reasons. Anyway, so... so but the, what Bendis did, he, he sort of like turned it on his head. Is like... So there was this one panel where he... he after he reveals his identity, he, he's... he's uh, so everyone knows, so Clark Kent's parents, they're all out in the open, everyone knows who they are. You know, there's Superman's 
parents, yeah? And, you know, Jimmy Olsen, everyone. So all these people are close to Superman. They're all in danger. But he just, it just, it's, it, the way Bendis wrote it, like, there was this one instance where a villain kidnaps Lois and kidnaps Jimmy. And instead of, like, going after Lois to kill her, he goes after Jimmy, right? And, and, and Lois says to the villain, why don't you come after me? I'm the one who, who's married to, to Superman. He goes, and the villain goes, well, if I kill you, I'm dead. I'm good. I'm dead. But yeah. with Jimmy, he's not that bad. I probably won't die. But I get really hurt really bad. Jimmy ain't giving Superman blowjobs. That's so. right. <laughs> That's exactly right. right? Or perhaps. <laughs> so, but, but you know what I mean? Like, so he turned it around. So it's sort of like, um, I ain't going to touch Superman's family because, mate, yeah. if it does, the shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. I mean, we saw what so happened he, with the Joker in Injustice, right? Correct. So he turned it, he, he totally turned it around on it, you know, like, and it's full confidence, like his family are uh, not scared, you know, just, it was such, so well written though. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a big thing. Yeah. It was like, a, just a, oh, well, that, 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 this is the attitude now. It was so good. And it's, even the it's way- It's one of those comics I actually stopped collecting around New 52 with Superman. Oh, it was bad. Oh, New yeah, 52 was so, was so that though, bad. What I did enjoy was I, I enjoyed Morrison's run of action comics that he did with Rags Morales. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. That was good. And then I did like Superman Unchained wasn't bad. Oh, bad Jim Lee. Lee. Even if it's a story, is bad. What Jim Lee and Jim Lee was pretty. And who was who was draw, who was writing it? Jeff Jones. Hey. Jeff Jones. Yes. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure it was so. Jeff Jones and yeah. And then the but the That's best right. Superman story I've read I reckon in the last I don't know ten years would probably be uh, American Alien. Oh yeah. That was amazing. Oh yeah. And it's just because it told you something that you hadn't seen yeah. before. It was a different story. It hasn't been done. You always get this feeling like, oh, Brainiac's back, you know. Yeah. Any of that sort of stuff. Or he'll have to deal with a character from someone else's sort of city. You go, that's oh, it. And what Bendis did as well, he 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 redid his he redid his origin. So you find out that Krypton wasn't didn't blow up as an accident. It was purposely blown up. Okay. It was it was very very clever. He, well, he, he it's in fact still going. Yeah, they just wanted to get rid of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah, we. Yeah. Blew his, that, pa- yeah, his parents faked it. <laughs> oh, we don't want another baby. Yes. Yeah, so, he's gone. They're all partying. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, Bendis was awesome, and what he did with Marvel, and, you know, being ten up, years, yeah. being ten years on the Avengers, and the stuff he did with the Avengers yeah. was just amazing. Like the story arcs, you know, he he brought back Carol Danvers, man, you know, from yeah. being from a coma and. You know, like it was so good. Like it was so. Yeah. Avengers for me, his run on Avengers, and then when, and then, and then when he did, like he's he's the one that created the Ultimate Universe with the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, when you read that book, have you read have you read that book? Mm. Ultimate Spider-Man, some of it, not all of it. How like when you first read the first couple of issues or yeah. the first arc, you're going, he's so apprehensive, like so cautious. Yeah. And I can understand why. You know, he's he, it's a it's a loved character who's and he's trying to reinvent it for the modern era. Yeah. You know, and so you could see. But then, as he got his legs, and as he started, kept on going, you could see he got better and better at it. Like he yeah. kept on pushing, 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 and it was just it was such a great run. Like yeah. It was such a great end things. game as well. He did really good like miniseries that was sort of understated too, like Spider Men. Yeah, where it was like Peter and Miles together. Co- correct. Was amazing. And yeah, it was only something like five or six correct. issues for the first one. I know they did another one, which wasn't as good. Yeah, correct. But like that first one, like. It sort of slipped under the radar. Yeah. It was one of those like sort of 
crappy 90s book crappy yeah, yeah. like 2000 where you go oh like it, the cover even looked a bit tacky like with the design standpoint of it but like you read it as yeah. a good story uh, so towards the re- towards the end of his run with marvel he did he got he got onto the x-men and he did a really great run on the x-men who had a great artist i can't remember who it was but he brought back the original x-men from time yeah so there was the the the, the current x-men and it was the original x-men at yeah, the same I, time was that, um, right? children of the atom children it, it was the so atom. good yeah. like it was such a great yeah, book yeah. right good. it was so bendis because it was so out there yeah it was so out there man it was so out there i love yeah. this why i read comics because it's I want something so out there. Yeah. It's something that's not going to exist on TV or, or yeah. movie. It's too complicated. Eh? Correct. I love it. I loved it. Yeah. But then it's like he went, it's like he went, all right, that's it. I'm done now. See you later. You fix it. And he went off and he went to something else. I just I went, mean, man. It, that was crazy for him too, though, because that went across like they had the standalone Children of the Atom issues. Yeah. But then it went across every X-Men every title. Every X-Men title. And so you had to end up reading what, like somewhere between like ten and fifteen issues of yeah, like, other books. That like Hickman's run now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Power, power of, or oh, power of, or house of. House of. Uh, and now isn't it like this sort I, of? I've got to say it's worth it's worth the House of X and yeah. Powers of X for years and years. X Men have never been the same. Yeah, it got me collecting X Men again for the first time in a long time. And it's very very good. Um, I, I read. I'm still I'm still going through. I'm halfway through uh, X of Swords. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. It's really, it's got kooky. It's very kooky. Yeah. You know, like, but I like it. I'm yeah. liking it. Um, but you know, the, the, you know, like one of the best things they ever did in the 90s, like I said, like I said before, 90s was like the golden era for, for comics and comic book related stuff, like animated series, Batman animated series, X-Men cartoon. You know, it was just, the, to me, it was just a golden era. Not only in the in me in different crosses like TV, it was but in comic books. But the evidence is in the fact that people who were kids or us us grown ups who were kids back then, we are the driving factor probably in the industry of movies and everything else. We we're like we want to relive, that. we want to bring it to people. Correct. And it's it's that era of readers who are now actually you know, bringing it across games and movies and TVs and everything else. I see the like the younger kids coming in, you know, and and a lot of them Star Wars, you know, because I've seen the Mandalorian, I've seen the Clone Wars, and and Disney Plus has yeah. have given have given them access to that, you know, and they come in and they or they want to read Spider Man, you know, what's a Spider Man book? So I got a, it's much more better than Fitzroy. Fitzroy never had a lot of kids yeah. come in, but here are a lot more families. And um, and you know I'm, I'm I, I introduce them you know I, I try to find their maturity level it depends what age they are I always ask what their maturity level are is some you know because some kids are more mature than others some kids are more advanced in reading it's a good introduction to reading comics you know but yeah. you know I've got the kids comics got the adult comics and I've got the mi- the middle range you know but a lot of them come in you know you, you hit them with the superhero stuff but there are some odd kids that they just they don't want to read superheroes they just want indie stuff and that's yeah. great too you know mm. so i always try to keep that sort of stuff in as well um, i have of this one customer she's awesome like a little kid like eight years old and she's like hardcore man she's read deathstroke she was reading deathstroke teen titans now <laughs> she's reading guardians you yeah know? and it's like she's full on but she's, eight, nine she's such old, a great, great kid yeah she's such that's a great awesome, kid man. too um and, and her, her old man uh, gets a lot of the indie stuff yeah. You know, like the you know, the, the, uh, he loves Jeff Lemire, so he gets all the Jeff Lemire stuff. But yeah. 
such a great family, you know. They're, they're, um, come, she comes in with a hat, her hat backwards and, you know, she plays basketball. She's like yeah. this, little, this little thing. Like, cute. She's so cute. You know, I love, I, uh, customers like that are just a, a, like a, remind me of myself, you know, all excited. And, yeah. You know, they want to... She sends him, the father, to come and pick up her weekly books. Uh, Go get my books, Dad! <laughs> yeah, it's but, I mean, so, you know, the, 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 the cross media there's so much like back then it was just it was it was everything in the 90s was was all all creator based it was all done by creatives even like the 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 height of marvels you know was the 90s you know they had great artists great writers and the thing is because and same with dc right but the you know marvel was the one that obviously stands out more because you had like people like mcfarlane you know um larson uh, Leefield, yeah. Silvestri, yeah. you know, all these great writers and artists, you know, and the thing is, Marvel and DC, they will make, they will make no money. They just said, do whatever you want, man, just make us money. That, so they, they would give them freedom, yeah. right? Get, do whatever you want. So, you know, we got Venom, we got Carnage, yeah. you know, we got, we got so much in the 90s, you know, we got Batman broke his back, Superman died and came back, you know, just a shitload of content yeah. in the 90s, man. Yeah. Now, and, and, you can't and, do that now. You can't, I, they can't leave the creatives in charge of them because it's a multi-million dollar yeah. business. It's mm. too high risk. For, for the, like, it, cross-promotion. It's, it's turned into commodity cross now, Cross-media, right? 100%. percent they plan planned out Batman for the next five years. You Correct. can't do anything to Batman. Cause, yeah. And what, what, Batman what, what shits me years. is the, the Bat Family type stuff. There's so many, so many characters that are bat, just diluting the IP of Batman. Well, I think they're going to change, for DC the are going to change the name to Batman Comics, mate, because uh, there's a, a lot more com- Batman comic books coming out. It's, yeah. it's, ridi- it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. There's at it's least like, 10 a yeah. month, I reckon. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, 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 I don't know. So I've but stopped. it dilutes it, though, because, I mean, you don't, stories don't matter anymore, because yeah. in this comic, Batman's in space, and this one, he's fighting <laughs> fucking Deathstroke. It is a here, bit dark, yeah. Here he's got his ear ripped off. You're right, you're right. So, you're right, you're 100%. Um, you, you know, so after and choose, matter. So, so I, I read the, the, the whole Tom King run, yeah, and I loved it, right? And the reason why I loved it is because it was different. He told a different type of story, you know. Um, and everyone, everyone really, a lot of people dropped off the Tom King run because, because of, of the marriage, not getting married, the yeah. marriage, right? Issue fifty, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. It was just a progression of a character, yeah, you know, of a of a relationship. But the people who did that forget. Yeah, but if you give them what they want, they stop reading. Correct. Like, oh yeah, they buried down something. But they forget what he did previous, like that the, the war on joke and riddles, right? That yeah. that arc was one of the the great, the, one of the best written story arcs I've ever because it wasn't Batman in action. He was actually telling a story of a story. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? And it was it was pillow talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just thought I just said I can't believe what I'm reading, man. Like I can't believe I can someone's telling a story like this without he either throwing a punch. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was telling a story. It was so good. He's doing and, great on Strange Avengers now. Eh? Yeah, and so and I'm reading the um, they didn't even let him finish the run because it was originally like a hundred issues. So they yeah. now he's finishing it in Batman and Catwoman, which of course I'm going to read. Yeah. Um, because it's Tom King and 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 now Tinian obviously Tinian's a great writer. On detective right? comics and stuff like that, but I mean. Does it not foreshadow, like, for instance, in all honesty, if you have someone come off the street wanting to read Batman, as if they're not going to go for the one that says Batman on it? Uh, I, would never, I would never push him to a floppy. I would, you know, I would hit him with Hush. Yeah. Hush is the ultimate comic Batman yeah, comic Long book. Halloween. 
Um, probably not long Halloween. It's probably because the artwork is is very stylized. Yeah. This is more from yeah. from my yeah, personal if, if opinion as a, as, a, street, as a retailer. Yeah. That's Tim Sale. Tim Sale. Yeah. yeah. As a retailer, I, first thing I, I always I always push is Hush because yeah. it's it is the ultimate Batman book. Twelve issues. It's got every villain. Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee as artist. Yeah. You know, one of the best artists in the industry. It's just really everything's rounded. You know, he he kisses Catwoman for the first time. He takes on Superman for the first time with a kryptonite ring, you know, in canon. So, you know, I mean, a lot of firsts in that, in that series. Such a great story arc, you know, with Hush and, you know, all the, all the, the villains. It's, it's a great introduction to Batman. And a new villain as well. And then when they want yeah, something the more, story. then they want something more. And yeah, the way they introduced him too, because you know? they brought, went back yeah. to his childhood with it yeah. too. Correct. And if they want something darker... I've, I've been sitting here for the last hour nodding at you. <laughs> do you think do you think I know what you're talking about? No, no. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can clue. He's a, he's a Marvel comic collector, Manny's, but that's because he owns about six Marvel comics. Yeah, I've, and I'm all of them are Barbie. All of them are Barbie <laughs> comics. Long story. Don't ask. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> you have to listen to the podcast the, the, to figure the, that the, out. The thing is, people, why Batman is popular is because he's very diverse. You can write a superhero book. You can write... He's relatable uh, too. It's a dude, right? That's it's a, right. It's so a crazy dude. You, you can write a horror book. You can write crime. You can write superhero. He's very diverse. So that's why I always ask people questions. Are you into yeah. horror? Are you into the, Are you into superheroes? Yeah. You know, best in, Batman's always the, what, the, the, the a great character to go to. Yeah, he's versatile. Yeah, I mean... You can't... Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, but there is a thing where you oversaturate, like yeah. Marvel did yeah. in the nineties with the yeah. Punisher. Yeah, you know, like absolutely oversaturated the yeah. Punisher. Yeah. And I think as a as a reader and a collector, I sort of feel a little bit jaded in a way of like I almost deliberately avoid any Batman title now, just because. It's fair enough. Not only the Nolan trilogy, you know, where like everyone was Batman. This everyone had like tattoos done all different things like and i'm like yep yeah, cool that's all good to have that i'm probably one of the only people in the world that hated heath ledger's joker hated it so how old were you so how old are you i'm 30 i'm 30 so did you do you remember the 89 yeah, batman Keaton Batman. yeah well Nicholson. you were you, you if you think the if you think the nolan batman era was bad yeah the 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 keaton batman era was every plumber and i, I reckon his dog had a batman t-shirt yeah. They didn't even yeah. know who Batman was. Yeah. It was just everywhere. They pushed it so hard. They promoted it. So everyone, magazines, he was in a cover of mag- every magazine, every poster, everywhere you go, he's like Batman, Keaton, Batman. Because yeah. they had to because that company was going to go under if that movie didn't do well. Yeah. Right? So, so, but, so the Nolan thing was nothing, yeah. man. That was yeah. absolutely nothing compared to what we were bombarded with with, uh, with, the, with the Keaton Batman, right? But, Rightly so, it was a great Batman film. Yeah. You know, and, and reason why, because they went, um, they went source material. They absolutely went source material. Every frame was, was like a comic book. And had Burton was like a comic go a little panel. bit dark. You had Jack Nicholson play more of a Jack Napier, like 100%. crime lord, yeah. instead of like just a straight up lunatic. That yeah, but the, the Nolan Batman was, was uh, grounded. You know, like this yeah. is what Batman would be like if he really existed. Oh, it definitely has its yeah. merit. You know, and that's why they couldn't do... They didn't want to go too hard on the Joker. They went more grounded, you know, psychotic. And same with Batman, with uh, Christian Nolan. I mean, with uh, Christian Bale. He played a great, a great Bruce Wayne. Did, did a great Batman. You know, obviously, as as purists, you want, you know, you wonder, you question stuff like, 
why would they say League of Shadows instead of League of Assassins? Why, mm. what, 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 I'd love to know the decision behind that. Yeah. You know, what, what would have been a difference? Why? Was it a, 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 a rights thing? Was it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Little things. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and you know, so and then you know, get, you go onto you the, the director's third. cut to, to, oh, yeah. to get the commentary. But <laughs> the, the Snyder yeah. cut, like the Snyder cut. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Why doesn't Liam Neeson have the longer mustache? Yeah, yeah you know, or, like how Gore should have had. Or, Why know, was his voice not done? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about in the third one? Like you know, like Bane. Like, dude, um, you're telling me like um, um, they, they shut down Gotham, but somehow. Bruce Wayne finds his way into Gotham. Yeah. And then, or like, it's a 300 year old prison, but he still can get cable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's stuff like that that I thought the third one. Suspend your disbelief. Why is Bane basically a luchador wrestler like (laughs) all the cartoons? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because it's Bane. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff coming up. I think they're filming up in New South Wales at the moment with. Yeah, Thor Thor happening. Yeah, Thor Thor happening. I think they saw. They saw um, Batista was there, so he's yep. obviously I Guardians. Don't know, yeah, with the Guardians, they must yeah. be crossover because they yeah. must be crossing. I remember the end of Guardians, Thor was with correct. them, right? Yeah, so correct. they've got to pick up the storyline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think they're doing Beta. I think beta, they're going to do Beta Ray Bill in this movie yeah. as well. Yeah. That was, well, we the, the rumor was the Christian Bale one. being that, but he's end up being Gore. Gore. Right? Yeah, that's going to be gonna interesting. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they interpret it. Yeah. That's and that's why I love about Marvel. It's like, well, let's see. I, I can't wait to see how they They're interpret it. Where they movies. If they, if Correct. They do gore. That would have to be like the darkest, most gory Marvel. Is he movie? is he going to be in there for five minutes at the end, or is yeah, he going to be the whole knows, movie? That's right? the yeah. thing. Yeah. That's that's what I love. If you, you know? look at yeah, if you look at all the rumors, obviously with um, Jane Foster being Thor, and and. No, she's been it, cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about, is she going to become Thor at the end of it? Correct. Is it meant to, you, you don't know, right? No, yeah. And, and if you look at the continuity of the comics around her leading into Thor and, um, you know, the Jason Aaron run and Gore coming in and it's like all of that shit's up in there. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen. That's what's got me excited. Yeah, and I have faith in the director. Like, the, what's it called? The previous film was awesome. Like, oh, that's what I, I maintain. That's my favourite. Yeah, I mean, to do, to my do, favorite, a, to do uh, a, a Hulk film, and it's not even a Hulk film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. clever. You know, yeah. they can't make Actually, Hulk films. Again, they they haven't got the rights to a Hulk film, but they've got the rights to the character. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have seen, obviously, Planet Hulk. That would have yeah. been great. Been but great. Th- that's what we got. That's what yeah. we got. And yeah. it was great. I still think... Probably the best Hulk film we could ever get, apart from if they did something with a model Hulk, would be just doing Old Man Logan. You reckon? With all the, all the hillbilly Hulks. The, the hillbilly the Hulks. Yeah. <laughs> like they had an opportunity. Oh, no, Hulk Wolverine, come on. Hulk, yeah. uh, old, old Man Logan. Yeah. 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 And June's on uh, been bumped back now. That was Again, what, as yeah, well, yeah, really? to October, I think, oh, this oh, year. Spew, man. Yeah. So many of the movies, it's just yeah, Eternals moved up yeah. a year. Well, um, I'm still waiting for Black Widow, and they're still tossing up whether they haven't announced if it's got what date. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be Disney uh, it's, Plus. It's, it's uh, what an awkward decision to make. Yeah, you've, you've, it's it must be in the can by now. I think that'd be oh, probably oh, it's well ready to true. go. It's hundred yeah, percent ready to go. Just like Wonder so, Woman was, yeah. Yeah, and it's like okay, so when do we do this? You know? Yeah, the, the, when, <laughs> I think it's it's all going to be about pain at the moment. How much pain can they hold on it, to? You know. A bit of um, yeah. stuff, not making any money from it versus what they. Well, get. they're not going to release it. They're not going to release it on cinemas if the cinemas aren't open. No. Yeah, so I think well, they're 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 best they're maximise the revenue, right? Because they to make those movies. hundred oh, yeah. percent. But, but they can't. They can't release it. They can release it here, say, because you know we're open and stuff. Hmm. But in the but states, in the market, states and China, because that's yeah. a big market. 
Yeah, yeah I we're think uh, they're party. looking at that numbers. But I think I think that I think that look, if it was ever released on Disney Plus, I'd probably wait until it went free, just like Milan did. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that didn't receive a, that was that didn't receive a lot of good reviews. The way the way that I see it too is with like Milan, it was something like twenty seven dollars or thirty dollars to yeah, but like, you, but you get to watch it all the time, not every yeah. time. But I'm like, I'd probably buy a physical copy, like I'll go buy the Blu-ray for the same price. You have to wait for it for about three years, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah. and then you see like what like happened with that Tenant movie, like you could go and watch it in select cinemas or. You go get the Blu-ray but the, straight but away. But at the end of the day, they had to drop it. They can't yeah. hold on to it because then it becomes dated. I think it hurt. It becomes yeah. dated. Yeah. Whereas with the Black Widow, because it's a retro film, like it's yeah. retrospective, yeah. you know, like in the past, it, they could probably hang on to it yeah. a little bit longer. But I think a lot of what Marvel does, obviously, is universe building and story yeah, building. Always. So they have to do it in sequence. Oh, so the there's delays, picture. everything gets pushed, right? 100%. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the difference between... Warner Brothers and Disney or Marvel yeah. Entertainment where they have uh, standalone shit movies it's not all standalone <laughs> it's that they have no bigger picture you yeah. know like they have no universe but they tried to build a universe with Justice League and Man of Steel oh, but, but they just they, they, they absolutely again and again the executives got you know put stepped in it's crazy and how said the see you later changed. Mr. Creative yeah. Yeah. Zack Snyder we're going to do our, we're going to do our own thing but it's crazy how markets have changed though like whether it be due to the pandemic controversy whatever but like for instance you had when the first Wonder Woman came out like there was mass hype and everyone was going like yeah it was good like you know the soundtrack was amazing blah 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 Wonder Woman 84 dropped and I didn't hear much of anything not in relation yeah, yeah, not in comparison yeah, to the first one yeah. it's like oh okay like maybe I heard half a dozen people talk about it, oh, it and all that it was a pin drop compared to where everyone thought that female superheroes and characters in general had finally got yeah. I guess the perfect portrayal or the the recognition yeah, it's they just deserved. A weird interpretation of it. Yeah. Bad writing. Yeah. Bad writing kills anything. Well Jeff right? Johns wrote it and, and same with uh, and the and the director. What, what was her name? Um, oh, anyway, so the director and Jeff Johns wrote it, the yeah. movie. But the thing was they promoted it as 1984. You know, the trailers looked like it was in yeah, the it was 80s. Like a fun movie, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, the even the the logo was like you know VHS. And even the posters looked amazing. Yeah, like it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. but when when you start watching the film, yeah, they had the whole they, 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 they had I, they had the iconic they had the iconic mall. They had the iconic you know getting dressed scene. You know, like changing clothes yeah. scene from 80s films, but no 80s music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I expected to, I expected to see some more eighties, iconic eighties music. You know, like why was it in the eighties to begin with? Oh, look, and there's a stranger things. Uh, Correct. You have done that. You know, it's and it was just picking up. I mean, you know, when people are good, when they invent sort of like that new genre, which was like. 80s chic, chic or something like that correct and and realize how, how all she had to do all that all that all those writers or the director had to do was watch a john hughes fucking film you know what mm. i mean and it's yeah. it bang mate you know 16 candles yeah, and she yeah. did she used all that yeah. stuff she used the mall obviously eight the mall is iconic 80s you know yep. and maxwell lord suit pretty much that was it mm. <laughs> yeah that's right and, I hated and what they did with him, though. Well. like maxwell yeah. lord is such a character i love well Justin yeah Special. it's you know, anyway. and, and, and you know, like that. I think that movie, yeah, Mr. Mark, and they tried to format it similar to Aquaman. Um, Aquaman, that Aquaman was cut in half. Like the movie was in half. Like so, you had that iconic scene on the rooftop, great action scene, high action, awesome. 
Wonder Woman had the same thing. Yeah. Middle of the film, one, the, the chase scene in the desert, yeah, yeah. absolutely cut the film in half. You know? Yeah, it was a great plot point. And same, same with the Aquaman, right? But where Aquaman, where it fulfilled its, it, it, its end game, you know, like yeah, taking the crown and all that, whereas Wonder Woman... No, the end. The cheetah thing. just fluff and the broadcasting was, thing and the lasso around what, his leg. Yeah. Why was she fighting cheetah to begin yeah. with? Why, why was cheetah fighting? And if she gave, up che- her, she gave up her wish, why was she wearing the fucking suit? Like yeah, the why, suit was useless. Yeah. yeah. Why would cheetah fly off? It's, why it's, wouldn't she fly off and do her own thing? Why would she want to attack Wonder Woman? Yeah. I have no interest. I've still not seen it, and I have no interest. What's like, that? Was Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. Like I'm like, I have not had any sort of inkling to go and see it. So. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing when you have cross, when you cross, you know, you have like I was saying, you're lucky. You have creatives. This is how it should be done. You know, the, uh, people who know me know that I have a massive issue with Man of Steel. I have a massive issue. It's like a, a bug that crawls up my bum. Yeah, you know, and, and that is a, like a, a whole. Worse pod. than Batman vs Superman, though. Oh, and that goes on to it. Oh, it? I have a confession to make as well. Um, while I was starved for content, I watched Birds of Prey. <laughs> Did you watch the full one? I watched the oh. full one. I tell you what, it. Birds of Prey, oh. dude. If they, if those, if, if that's the characters they want as role models for chicks, mm. for little girls, you go. Use them as role. They're, they're all criminals, man. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I they, think, they're role yeah, models. They just missed the mark completely with yeah. that. Like, they're they're all role models. Yeah, yeah, great. Have great. Yeah. yeah? But it's all about stylized. They just try to do the whole thing in the style. So I mean, the, Suicide Squad. The but they thing, lost the content in the story. Look, Zack Snyder with Man of Steel. Yeah, it looked great, and Henry Cavill was cast perfectly. But they just. I don't think he knows who Superman is. You know, he just doesn't know that. Clark Kent is the real person and Superman was the disguise. I mean, in, in, I, I'll always have a problem with it, is that why would you, with the, you've got a power of the God, why would you let your father die? Exactly, that was my biggest issue. As you, you, would why would you let your father die? Hmm. You, you, that's, that, that's, just, that's Batman level shit. That's, yeah, that's yeah. trauma. That is trauma from the gate. That's therapy. No wonder he didn't crack a smile in Batman v Superman. That guy was traumatized <laughs> from letting his father die. You know, I understand the reason why it was the beginning he wanted to be, but that's not the, how you begin to be yeah. a hero. Yeah. That is not the beginning of a hero. That's that is not, not That, that is not a not, superhero in my eyes, man. That's not Superman either, right? Like, Superman has been generally that, that straight-cut superhero. Like, he would give up his identity and he, all that to save his dad. It was just like, ridiculous, man. Like, and not only that, but no one would have to even see him, right? Yeah. Like, he's like speed of lighting. He'd be back. Well, he there. gave up his superpowers to bang Margot Kidder, so you know he gives <laughs> it up pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like with that, with the Richard Donner, with the Richard Donner thing, it was like the, the way he, they killed his father, like that in that in that series, he died of a heart attack, and yeah. that's one thing he can't control. Yeah. Human, the human condition. And that's that's the only way you're gonna do it. It's like I couldn't. Even, I've got all the powers of a god, and I still could have fought saving my, my father. Whereas with the Man of Steel, that wasn't the case, was it? No. I, I absolutely have a problem with that, man. It was it was awful. I thought it was just awful. Well, and we are a good couple of hours in. I think we've got yeah, to yeah, item two go. on our run sheet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't get far, but that's that's the beauty of it. We can keep going. It's, um, we yeah. do next episodes, we can come back and ask the world questions and hang out together. Yeah, of course, yeah, it's man. amazing. I'm happy. Hour and a half. That's good. good yeah. First episode of the year. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks for hosting us, man. That's all right. Yeah. Anytime, man. Us. You're really welcome anytime. You come, you, you're taking us a 
up on it at short notice and on a Sunday. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. Neville's back Thanks to work for everything. tomorrow. Yeah, fuck you. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same, yes, likewise. Yes, can't wait. Yep. My pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. All right, but thanks, Ben. Yeah, thank you very much. It was enjoyable um, getting... Uh, schooled. <laughs> I have to listen to this podcast a few times to listen <laughs> to learn some shit about comics. <laughs> Did you get any new Barbies over your break? I uh, might have got you one. Yeah. Barbies, do you yeah. Yeah. What happened? What happened to, uh, uh, you, you found out that Tad gave Yeah, Barbies, I yeah. found out Tad. Do you really collect Barbies? Is that yeah. really? No, no, not intentionally. Okay. No, no, not intentionally. Not intentionally. Oh, it's just um, interesting. We had a flashback episode of him talking about a birthday Christmas. Oh, birthday gift. present. Oh, like birthday present. From, oh. Was it Christmas? No, I think it was I Christmas. It Christmas, yeah. Over, over COVID. <laughs> yeah. And it was a Barbie Sun Sailor inbox from Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And since then, because of we spoke about it. Yeah. The listeners sent him a few bobbies. Oh, jeez. So the collection's growing. The collection's awesome. growing. I think you posted Tad's one doing things with um, gaffer-taped uh, action oh, man. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, On a crucifix. On a crucifix. I'm not going to explain that. I, don't, I, I feel I don't have to explain well, weren't you telling me? Weren't you telling me off camera, off, off microphone that you collect the, the My Little Ponies? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're a brony? He, he's brony, pointing right? at Mike at this yeah. stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% a Pegasus stuff. Uh, no, but thanks, Elias. Yeah, yeah, we'll come no, back no, next no, time, no. but we'll bring, the, um, we'll bring the beer fridge um, cappuccino yeah. machine and Let's pinball machine with us next time. Anytime. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Cheers. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always... Provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We'd love it. Thanks, guys.